Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for April 8th, 2008 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined each week by my good friends, Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. And behind the scenes, of course, our producer, Regina Henricks. In this week's show, we'll discuss the top news stories on the Diz, including the release of Free Dining for September, finally. Bob Varley has his review of uh, Disney's Pop Century Resort. Corey and Julie Martin have a review of SeaWorld's new water park, Aquatica. They got to spend some time there last week. All that plus roundtable rapid fire on this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. I'm uh, very excited. I'm going to be leaving tomorrow, early, early tomorrow morning for California. Yay. And uh, I will not be here next week. John will be, uh, John will be uh, sitting in for me. And are we going to get, try and get Will at, Will at the table? Just sit in? Why not? I we'll think we should to, make him. We'll have to record on a day he's not in school. He started school again today, so we'll we'll make sure we record a day he's not going to be in class. Yeah, because he's terrified of the microphone, so that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it a whole thing about interviewing him. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Will? Will's been, Will's been working for us long enough. Now we can start, like, intentionally traumatizing him. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to Disneyland. One of my favorite places... On Earth, yep. Disneyland. I love it. There. California in general. I just love California. So, I'm hoping I'll get down to San Diego, but I'm not sure. So, what hotel are you staying in? The Grand Californian. Ooh, that's an expensive hotel. It is. I, I dare to say I think it's my favorite of all the Disney hotels. Well, I'm. Uh, 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 yeah, I agree. I agree. That I've now, experienced. I will not be reviewing it because I was able to get a travel agent rate. Uh, for it, and I won't review the hotel if I'm getting a travel agent rate. But even the travel agent rate was four hundred dollars a night, hmm. and that was a thirty percent off. So, and that hotel is booked solid year round. Sorry, on. folks, there won't be any prizes this week. Yeah. <laughs> Pete spent it all in a hotel room. No, that's only the beginning. Of what I'm going to spend while I'm out there? Are you kidding me? Um, so, um, uh, like I said, I won't be here next week. John will be taking over, but. I'm sure these guys won't have any trouble. Uh, Corey and Will are going to be editing the show, Uh-oh. which I know is a source of terror <laughs> for them both. They know that I'm a little, uh, I can get a little crazy when it comes to the show. So, um, but I, I know they'll, they'll do a great job with the editing. So go easy on them, everybody. Don't point out every mistake. We'll even everything. <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's the, that's the easy way to do it. They'll be happy. Here's the unedited show, the one they've always wanted yeah. that I won't give them. So, um, now also another thing I want to mention in housekeeping: a few uh, several weeks ago, I mentioned that uh, if any of our listeners had businesses, um, any entrepreneurs out there, since we don't do paid advertising on the show, I thought what we would do in, in, in its place is maybe give a couple of plugs for some of our uh, some listener businesses. So, if you have any that you want us to talk about, just go ahead and send an email to podcast at www.info.com. Now, you've heard us mention uh, our friend Debbie over at truesoaps.com, T-R-U-S-O-A-P-S.com. We'll have a link to that uh, on the show notes page. We've talked about it before. Uh, several of us are actually using Debbie's soaps, and they are oh, they are really, really cool. Another, uh, another listener, uh, Steve Russo, has written a guidebook entitled So You're Going to Disney World, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Embrace the Planning Process. It's gotten some nice reviews over on Amazon.com, and we're going to have a link to that as well. So it's kind of a different, it seems to be a different spin on guidebooks, more about enjoying the planning process, not being so 
what's the word I want to use? Yeah, so crazy about it. Um, I was going to say anal retentive. Yeah, there's. I was trying to avoid that, but you had. <laughs> um, and uh, I have not had a chance to read Steve's book. I apologize, Steve. I know I promised you I would. I just haven't had a chance to. But uh, I will, and we might review it on a, on a later episode. But I did want to make sure I mentioned it. His name is Steve Russo. The book is entitled, So You're Going to Disney World, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Embrace the Planning Process. And we're going to have links to both of these, uh, both True Soaps and Steve's book, on the podcast main page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. That's where we have links to everything we discuss in the show and uh, a variety of other things that we throw up there from time to time. And, oh, actually, Corey, just to let you know, I did put the video up last night for uh, the airboats. Okay, the airboat cool. Ride. It was the first video I was able to edit on the uh, on my Mac hmm. and with the new software. Awesome stuff. I still have to get used to the settings, though. I have it. Uh, it, it was put out. I, it, the output was in widescreen, so it's got the black bars top and bottom. But oh, That's so Woody Allen. It is. It, it was very <laughs> cinema verite, so I figured I'd leave it. But uh, also, I want to make sure we mention the podcast forum on disboards.com, something else we'll have a link to on the show notes page. A lot of good discussions going on on that board. And uh, actually, something I saw last night, I was going to bring this up on on the show, I just wasn't sure when. Um, You know, I'm really wanting to lose some weight. I need to lose weight uh, before the podcast grows, but in general, my doctor has really been on me about ultimately needing to shed about 50 pounds. And someone had posted on the podcast board uh, yesterday they needed to do the same thing, and then there was a bunch of people that just started responding, yeah, me too, yeah, me too. So I think we're going to make a thing out of it. And, you know, there's always always power in numbers, and I'm not good at losing weight. I'm not good. You know, what it really requires for me, I have to make, like, a major lifestyle change. And... So I think maybe, you know, I was thinking about doing something on the show just to give me some accountability. And then when I saw that thread, I'm like, okay. So I'm not doing anything before. I'm not doing anything out in California. I'll just be real honest. There's no way I'm dieting out in California. You just can't walk into the Napa Rose and, no. you know, no. be just on a diet. Salad. No, it just doesn't <laughs> work. So, but when I get back, when I get back, well, Walter's already informed me that when we get back uh, that we're, we're going to the gym. Because he, well, he, um, I, I don't know, I don't think I've mentioned this yet uh, on the show, but uh, Walter's, Walter's job was eliminated uh, last week. After 15 years with the department, uh, they have substantially cut uh, the uh, budget for substance abuse treatment, which is what Walter did for the Department of Corrections here in Florida. And his department was pretty much eliminated. Oh, so as, I, as I'm telling him now, he is a gentleman of leisure until he figures out what he wants to do next. And uh, he worked out four times a week over at the prison. He'd go into work early and go into the officer's gym and, and work out. And So now that he's not working, he has to go to a regular gym, and apparently that means I have to go with him. And that's always funny. We should bring a video camera for that, watching me <laughs> drag my gym. fat ass from, <laughs> yes, and pee to the gym. <laughs> we joined the gym a couple months ago. We're getting those letters. Where are you? <laughs> Come, you're not still coming to the gym. What happened to you? All right. Do you want to hear something really messed up? I joined LA Fitness two years ago, 
I pay for it every month. I haven't gone once. I swear to God, we're still paying for it every month. I haven't gone once. It's been two years. Wow. Mm. So, and, and every time I think to, to cancel it, I'm like, no, you know, I'm, I'm going to eventually go. So... And you have a treadmill at home too, right? Yeah, you think I get on it once in a while? I spend a fortune on a treadmill. It sits there. It's a, it's a hanger for clothes. You know, <laughs> one of those gentleman things. I had a friend who had a Norda track. It was his winter clothes hanger. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, if you're interested in joining us and losing a little bit of weight, go head over to the podcast forum and check out the thread, and we'll figure exactly what we're going to do. We'll make a thing out of it, I guess. Oh, also the May 4th show, the, the uh, live taping, yes. that uh, I wanted to make sure we mentioned that. It's going to be 1 p.m. at the Gaylord Palms. We'll have more specific instructions yeah. uh, as it gets closer. We still have to figure out what we're doing with that. My parents are coming down for it. Wow. Yeah. I know. That was very exciting. I was very excited when you told me that. Yeah, I know my mom. My mom will be there. Diana will be there. So we'll have, you know. I'll be there. Half the audience. <laughs> Half the audience will be our family. <laughs> if you're going to be joining us on May 4th at the Gaylord Palms, please make sure you RSVP. Just shoot us an email, podcast at wdwinfo.com. Let us know that you're going to be joining us. Some people have been asking questions about bringing children, um, and that's fine. We're more than welcome. You know, Your children are always more than welcome. Just if they're really young and you think they're going to make noise during the show, we'd prefer that you not bring them. Um, like young babies and you know little kids who are just not going to sit still for the show, um, that would be that would be a problem for the rec- in the recording part of it. So we prefer not to have that. But if you have no choice, it's the only way you can show up. Then by all means, join us. We're not going to turn anybody away. Looking forward to meeting as many of you as possible. So that will be May fourth, one p.m. at the Gaylord Palms. And like I said, we will have more details as the date draws closer. So. Anybody else have anything? Our March um, oh, email winner. Oh, that's right. We have a... Her name is Angie Watt, and she chose number 30. She chose... We love Angie, don't we? We do. 30. Come on, Angie. A $100 Disney gift certificate. Yay. Yay. Very nice. Congratulations, Angie. Very nice. I was watching Borat the other day. I just love that movie. Very nice. I've never seen that movie. Oh, you, you just... Be someplace where you're going to be okay laughing your behind off. Okay. High five. That's a very funny movie. So, all right. Well, congratulations, Andy. Angie. Andy, Angie. <laughs> I'm having one of those days. I'm working on about three hours of sleep here. So. And he's going away tomorrow. I'm leaving, yeah, my flight's at like 7 a.m. Did so. Regina make it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I do when I'm, going out, uh, when I'm going out to the coast. I want to be out there mm-hmm. as early as possible. Yeah. And I don't, on the day that I leave, I leave as late in the evening as I can. So I get as much time. Direct flight? Yes. And that was a challenge finding. So you're going to get in like 10 or 11 a.m.? I think it's 9.30 local time yeah. by the time we land, yeah. At least that way you're... You got the whole day. You have the whole day, yeah. But I decided to take the uh, shuttle this time from uh, Los Angeles, from LAX to Disneyland instead of getting a, I normally get a town car. Yeah. That'll be a good experience. I want you well, I want to see I want to see how good it is. So yeah. I may be, you know, maybe regretting that, but you know, it seems like the shuttle service is pretty good. I haven't heard too many complaints about it. Yeah. But then again I haven't looked for too many either. So. We, we did the shuttle service for a, a fam a familiarization trip a couple of years ago and I thought they were very good. I'm hoping. I didn't, I didn't have any problems with them. Were you looking at me for I wasn't there? <laughs> you weren't there? 
That was the problem. We forgot Kevin. That's right. <laughs> Oops. All right. That'll do it then for housekeeping. We're going to move on to the news. We've got a lot of news this week. Mm. And uh, the first uh, the first story is uh, Disney Cruise Line apparently has avoided a hefty fine. Uh, Disney Cruise Line has avoided paying a $400,000 penalty, which was assessed by the uh, by Port Canaveral when it did not schedule the required number of sailings last year. The condition, uh, this condition was uh, getting out of this was basically part of this contract negotiation they just went through. Hmm. If you remember a few months ago, we talked about there was a rumor floating around that Disney may leave Port Canaveral and move down to Fort Lauderdale or Miami. And that was basically a negotiating tactic. They knew they had this uh, renewal coming up with Port Canaveral, and this was one of the things they wanted to get taken off the table. And uh, Port Canaveral seemed more than happy to do it for them. Uh, with the Magic heading to the West Coast, Disney Cruise Line will be unable to meet the 150 sailing minimum that must leave from Port Canaveral. That's their commitment. They're not going to be able to do that this year. And so under the terms of the current contract, the port can fine Disney for the lost revenue or open the terminal up to other cruise lines, and this is how they got the $400,000 fine. And the same situation occurred last year when Disney sailed to the Mediterranean, but at that point they were only penalized $100,000 because in previous years they had actually exceeded the, the minimum number of, uh, of sailings out of Port Canaveral, so that kind of offset it. And... Uh, the new contract lowers the minimum annual sailings from 150 to 139 for 2008. And so Disney has uh, gotten away, you know, gotten out from underneath that fine. Uh, the Port, the port, uh, port Canaveral Authority is going to make $22 million in improvements under the new contract, including an area for the characters to change, as well as a $10 million parking garage. We were discussing that a few weeks ago. But I don't think we mentioned that Disney is going to be now applying a $7 round-trip surcharge to raise $2.4 million towards that those improvements. That's the first time yeah. we're hearing that number, yeah. So, you know, $7 on a $3,000 cruise, eh, but right. still, it's kind of like nickel and diming. Which brings me to story number two. Uh-oh. If, unless you've been living, unless you don't visit the boards... Or have been living under a rock, uh, you may have missed the uh, Disney raising the prices on stroller rentals at the parks. In the 11 years that I have had this site, I do not think I have seen such a vehement response from people on the boards as I have to this issue. Um, the cost to rent a stroller for a day has gone from $10 to $15, an increase of 50%. You can also rent your strollers for the length of your stay, and that went from a cost of $8 a day to $13 a day. That's an increase of 62%. And this is the real kick in the pants. The double stroller rentals went from $18 a day to an obscene $31 per day an increase of 72%. And they also decided to uh, raise the price of the ECV motorized scooters. That went from 35 to $45 a day to an increase of 29%. Mm. Now, okay, let's just, it, it, let's just pass on the obvious that 
these are ridiculous these are ridiculous increases. Disney's excuse for this, I love. I love how they come up with this stuff. See now for the for the uh, increase in in buffet dining prices over the holiday period, their response was this is due to guest guest feedback, guest demand. And uh, now they're saying that well, we haven't raised the prices on strollers in three years, so that's why. Okay. Is there a shortage of strollers all of a sudden? Are these strollers plated in gold? What is the possible? I don't care if you haven't raised the price. You shouldn't be raising the price on them. You know, and this is what kills me. What absolutely kills me is this company will sit there with a straight face and talk about how family-friendly Disney is, and then they pull garbage like this. Who is this hitting? This is hitting young families. The people who can least afford this kind of gross increase. This, I mean, this adds a serious amount of money to your you to can. your daily to to your bottom line, especially if you're on a budget. You can rent a car for less. Yeah. Exactly. So, what's going to happen? People are going to start either bringing their own strollers or yeah. buying strollers down here or renting from one of the off off-site uh, stroller rental places. There are a few of them, and. Then these strollers now are all going to end up on the buses. And this is why there is no way these guys thought this through. You just had some idiot somewhere thinking this was a good idea. That it was... And I love how they announced this three or four days before they released free dining. It's almost like they put it out with the trash. Let's release this now, and then when free dining comes out, everybody will be all hysterical and forget about it. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not going to let it happen. I'm going to leave this on the home page until it changes. And we're going to stoke the fires on the boards until it changes. This is unfair. If you need to raise the price, fine, but you have to do it. You have to be measured and you have to be reasonable. You know, your your fans, your visitors will accept increases. We have been for years. Look at, you know, with the hotels. The hotels go up 8 to 10% a year. Look at parking. Parking. parking is eleven dollars exactly to to pay to go into a theme park. It's like paying to go into Sears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know we've we accept these incremental price increases. We see it twice a year with tickets. Sometimes we accept certain things, but this there's a line here, and Disney's crossed it. And now people are starting petitions and handing out. Uh, and we're going to put an, uh, a link to. Uh, Walt Disney World Guest Services on the show notes page. I encourage everybody who has a problem with this to send an email to them and tell them so. And don't let them off the hook. Keep keep sending them emails. There's an interesting point of view. And a cast member actually posted on one of the threads. They said that if you look at old pictures of Disney, that there aren't that many strollers in the pictures. People don't remember this many strollers. It's at the point now where the one cast member used the phrase, now everybody rides at Disney. And what's happening is the attractions can't handle that many strollers parked out in front. It completely clogs. If you look in front of um, PhilharMagic, mm. that's kind of a tight area of the Magic Kingdom anywhere, in, anyway in Fantasyland. And with three or 400 strollers parked out in front, you completely close off the walkway. And what they're saying is so many people now rent strollers uh, 
people have talked about it. You know, you can, can put your stuff in it. You can your kids can sit in it. Those strollers are pretty sturdy. You every once in a while you'll see an adult sleeping in one, and what's happening is everybody's renting a stroller. Well, that you know, I, I can understand wanting to, uh, you know, I can understand the rationale of wanting to discourage people from, you know, using renting a stroller unless they absolutely need one, but. When you are attracting this many people into your theme parks, you can't you can't aim at these families, bring them in, and then double time them like this. Right, it's a wide paintbrush they're painting with because what they've done is they've taken out the family that really needs the stroller. Exactly, right. and so I, I think it's it's really more incumbent on Disney to change some of their layout to better accommodate these strollers. These are people who come up with brilliant ideas to solve the most insane problems. I mean, they have all sorts of traffic concerns, all sorts of issues, uh, logistical issues that come up as they're running these parks. And they, they're very creative in coming up with ways to take care of the guest, usually. They just phoned this one in. They got lazy, and they got greedy, and they're turning around with an average 60% increase in the price of stroller rentals, hitting the one part of their business model. And you've heard me say it before. They don't. They care very little about their guests. All they care about is about their shareholders. Shareholder value is all that matters. And they have forgotten the fact that if you're not keeping your guests happy, ultimately your shareholders are not going to be happy. You keep doing stuff like this, and you're going to start seeing a backlash. There is a limit, even for Disney fans, for how much of this garbage they're going to put up with. Disney ought to be ashamed of themselves. It's unreasonable. It's obscene, and it is excessive. And if they're going to keep trying to keep a straight face, talking about how family friendly their company is, then they need to start being family friendly when they start putting policies like this into place. It's not like they're upgrading the strollers, you know, putting like a navigation system in there and stuff for families. Say, it's like not even like they're nice strollers. These are industrial yeah. strollers. They've been the same strollers for how many yeah, years? Yeah, the, the big blue plastic ones. So. Yeah, and 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 again now, you know, and and no thought about what this was going to do to bus service. It's not like the bus service was already that great to begin with. It's already strained under the under the weight of the number of people who are in the parks and at the resorts as it is. And now you're going to have everybody on there with strollers? It's going to be a nightmare. And think about the cascade effect. Those people have to get that stroller there, put it on a plane. The the uh, airlines are charging now for extra luggage. Mm-hmm. So you may have to pay for a stroller eventually to get on a plane. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and of course, as the economy is going into a slide, this is the smart thing to do. This, this, again, comes back to the arrogance that I've talked about in the past, that people are going to come no matter what we do. Every every gift shop now has those umbrella strollers for sale for forty or fifty dollars. Yeah. So Disney's Disney's not doing this lightheartedly. They're trying to sell you something. Yep. Pete, I made a comment on this thread about the. Uh, I think somebody at Disney has found a way to get the under three age children a a price on. On them to pay to get into to the pay park. to get into the park. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that that's how they said. Well, you know, they they go through the turnstile and oh, there's another free one. There's another free one, and they said, well, okay, well, we instead of lowering the pr- age to two or something like that, we'll just raise the the price on the the thing that the stroller that we know they're going to need. So, and that's a way for them around. 
doing a ticket price for them. Yep. So uh, I honestly believe that's part of the where, thing. Where they really miss the mark is Disney it has this push where they want to sell packages. They're trying to get away from people booking these room-only reservations to book a package because of the upsell potential. They make mm-hmm. so much more money. Instead of increasing the price of the stroller to manage the stroller population that Kevin alludes to, why don't you make that part of the package? For each child age something to something that you're paying for within this package, give you a stroller voucher. That'll make you buy the package. That'll be an added value to the person doing it. And they'll have control over who's quote-unquote, using that stroller. You're not buying it for a 13-year-old to push around. I don't know. I think my suggestion would be knock it the hell off and just stop being stupid with the stroller pricing. So I think of, that's my yeah. suggestion, personally. Instead of free dining, it's free stroller. Yeah. <laughs> now, if, well, since you mentioned free dining, let's move on to that. That's the next news story. As we uh, alluded to last week, we were hearing rumors from some of the cast members at uh, CRO that free dining was going to be released, and sure enough, um, as of Monday, April 7th, for Visa card holders, the free dining package is out there. April 10th, it becomes open to everybody else. Just to give you the details, uh, your booking window is between uh, now and the 22nd of June, although I don't imagine there's going to be too many rooms left on this plan by the 22nd of June. And it's a three-night minimum length of stay package. You get a... Uh, a Magic Your Way base ticket for each day of your stay, and free dining for everybody in the party. And I did some reverse pricing on this last night when I couldn't sleep at 5 o'clock in the morning. This is what I was doing. <laughs> um, so forgive me if I, I, I did try and like double-check my, my arithmetic here, so if I'm off, please don't crucify me. But uh, right now, the way it's pricing out, um, based on a family of four, two adults, one junior, one child, which is basically three adults and a child. $57 per person per day at the value resorts. That averages $228 a day for a value resort. Now, if you take the normal rack rate, add the di- adding the dining option and the tickets, it ends up being $333.61 a day. It's a savings of 46%. Um, so, it's, I mean, it's a real deal. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. This is why these are so popular. This is why people practically go insane waiting for this. We were talking a few weeks ago about how September is, Kevin had mentioned how September is filling up. Uh, the, uh, the ADRs at all the restaurants are filling up with people anticipating the release of this package. Um, at the moderate resorts, it's uh, $73 per person per day. It ends up being a savings of 37% if you bought everything individually. Now, I'm basing this on the rack rates for value season at the resorts um, and dining and tickets. And then uh, the least good deal, I guess you could say, is uh, at Disney Saratoga Springs. For a studio at Saratoga Springs, it's $104 per person per day. And you're finding uh, savings of about 28%. So the worst you're going to do is save 28% and get and get a studio at Saratoga, which isn't half bad. And a so, lot of people, that's the only way they can make it to work at Dis- for Disney in, is the free dining package. Yeah. Now keep in mind that you can book this up until June 22nd, but the travel dates for this are August 24th through September 20th 
which again very difficult for families with small kids. You know, they take it again um, because you know, their kids are in school. A lot of school systems are not being very understanding in terms of pulling your uh, your kids out. My sister in law was telling me that uh, if you take your in their school system, if you take your kids out of school for vacation and they find out about it. The police come to your house and serve you a, a like a like a warning, what? like you actually have to go yeah. someplace and explain why you did this. Because they've had such Disney World. It's, yeah. They don't want they, you pulling your kids out they of school don't want for you pulling it. your kids out of school. That's a big. So it's it's kind of crazy. What part of my taxes are going to the vacation police? Yeah, really, you know, this is annoying me. It's, it's a big. It's a big problem. I mean, situation. The schools don't look at it very nicely. It's also the be- this is also the beginning of the school year. So even if you don't have, you don't live in a fascist state that's going to come and get you if you go on vacation. <laughs> it's still a really tough time for anybody to take the kids out of school. Yeah. But for the beginning of the sc- uh, school year, you're just getting your kids. You really involved. shouldn't be taking them yeah. out at that time. But this is the whole idea: is that Disney wants to fill the resorts. Yeah, I mean, I, I and I look. I understand Disney has to, Disney's going to give a discount where they need it. But, you know, but it really is, you know, on, on, you have on the one side you have the, uh, well, I can't use the expression I want to use, but you have the stroller issue. Then, you know, you have, you have free dining at the same time, which is a very good deal. There's just no way if, if ands or buts about it. Free dining is an excellent deal if you can take advantage of it. So, yeah, it was all about money. All the news stories were all about money this week. And that's why they made three-day minimum. I mean, people would try to get, like, Two night, Friday and Saturday. Well, the, all the packages are a three yeah, night minimum. Yeah. Pete, I just want to. Um, that was actually going to be my rapid fire. So I also. Uh-huh. I know you stole it on me. I also have some questions from the boards we, that we've been getting, and some direct questions we've been getting from uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel clients about free dining, and I wanted to answer that in, in general so that everybody had the same information. People want to know if free dining can be applied to a room only reservation. No, it has to be a package. Mm -hmm. If you've booked a room-only reservation, Disney is going to require you to cancel your current reservation, book a package, get the money back from your original reservation, and apply a new discount. That also does not guarantee that you will be able to keep the same room. So if you've booked a room and you cancel it, it's a very good chance that that room will not be available for a package. So, no, you can't just put dining onto a room-only reservation. The second question is, what happens if I already have a package booked or a package booked with dining? Do I need to rebook? No, you do not. You can just call up and have the code applied, and then that they will then credit you the difference in the reservation. Between. Provided there are rooms available under the package. Correct. You'll, you'll be credited the difference between the dining and the free dining, and or you will add the free dining to your current reservation. Again, good point. Those rooms have to be available. You may have to be flexible in your choice of resort. Yeah, because there's only a certain number of rooms in each resort that are actually held aside for these these promotions. It's not necessarily run of house. I mean, they will they will increase it if they need to, but generally speaking, they try and limit right. the number of rooms that apply. And when those are sold, they're sold. They want to fill up those resorts Correct. and move on. Uh, another question we get is, if I've already made my advanced dining reservations and I either change my reservation or add dining to the package, will I lose my advanced dining reservations? The official answer to that is no. Your advanced dining reservations should be linked to your phone number and not your reservation number. 
Sometimes when you call Disney Dining, they ask you for the reservation number. However, changing that number shouldn't affect your dining. And I want to stress shouldn't because we have seen in the past where it has happened. So my advice is... Really? Yep, absolutely. We had a couple times where our agents had to go back and rebook everybody's dining. Um, What you really should do is, before you call and either change your reservation or add the dining to it, you should have the Disney cast member review all of your dining choices so that they see what's on there. When you're done, have them review it again. And at that point, if they see anything is missing or dropped off... At least you can say to them, look, you just did this for me, and you saw I had Cinderella's Cinderella's Royal Table, and now it's missing. I need to get that back. Mm -hmm. So that'll help you save your advanced dining reservations. Then the last question is uh, we seem to get a lot is, what happens if I start my vacation during the free dining promotion and it spills over to a time where it's not available? Yes, Disney will let you do the free dining for extended days past the vacation, but not extended days before the vacation. So if you have booked, let's say it starts August 24th. Mm -hmm. If you've booked August 23rd, August 23rd will not be free dining. You'll have to book a separate reservation for the 23rd and start the free dining. If you book, let's say, September 18th and it ends on the 20th, then the last few days will fall under the free dining promotion. So I just want to make sure people got their frequently asked questions answered. John, you mentioned that uh, if you have a room only to cancel that and then book the the package, is it advisable to wait till you book the package before you cancel the room only to make sure that you know you have the hotel? Well, it really depends on what you want to do. I mean, if you don't care, you just want the free dining, then go ahead and cancel your room only and try to get the free dining for when it's available. Um, there's no way that they will give you that same resort if it's not available for free dining. Even if you've still held the room only, it's two different systems in Disney system, two different um, reservation numbers, two different payment schedules. So what they're going to say to you is we can't just take that room and move it over to a package. just won't happen. Okay. All right. Great. So go ahead and get your free dining, folks. It's out there. But don't forget to complain about the stroller prices while you're doing it. So. All right, that is going to do it for the news this week. We're going to move on to rapid fire and try and get through rapid fire as best we can. We're long, we're long again this week, so uh, let's see. Corey, we'll start with you. I have the uh, the Sounds Like Summer concert series performers. Uh, this takes place at the American Gardens Theater at Epcot's World Showcase from June 9th through August 10th. A few of the bands are To You, a tribute to you 2 Staying Alive, a tribute to the Bee Gees, Hotel California, and it's an Eagles tribute band. Bjorn again, a tribute to ABBA. Slippery When Wet, a Bon Jovi tribute band. 52nd Street, a tribute to Billy Joel. Captain Fantastic, a tribute to Elton John. And The Sounds of the Supremes. I wonder who's doing the tribute to Elton John. If it's the guy, because there's, there's a guy who does like, looks just like him, sounds just like him, and he gets paid a lot of money they, like, to, book, to do parties and stuff like that. It's kind of like having like, Elton John come to your party, so I wonder if it's him that's doing it. We saw Slippery When Wet last year, right? The, yeah. The bon Jovi. Yeah, those pictures. <laughs> that boy, guy, that guy's those pants, pants were a little too tight. Those pants were painted on. <laughs> you could tell what religion he was. Yeah, it was yeah, a little much. scary how bad he wanted to be Bon Jovi. 
It <laughs> <laughs> is scary. There are three times they do these at 545, 7 o'clock, and 8 p.m. So we have the actual dates on the website. Cool. Thank you very much. We'll go to Kevin. I have some really new, really cool new rumors. Most mm. They're all about downtown Disney. First of all, uh, I understand that the Haynes Company is opening a store at downtown Disney next to the Art of Disney, where reading and writing used to be. It's going to be the Haynes store, and you're going to be able to design your own underwear. Hmm. They're going to have big cutouts of Michael Jordan. <laughs> design, <laughs> your own, design your own crappy underwear. Right. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I imagine those iron-ons are going to be comfortable in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first one. Yeah, that's really a great replacement. The reading, writing, educational store for underwear. <laughs> it hasn't been educational in a while. It hasn't. They're selling the same tchotchkes as everybody else. Uh there's going to be a Latin restaurant, uh, similar in tone to Raglan Road, how Raglan Road is an Irish restaurant uh, at Pleasure Island. I have heard a couple of different locations. My guess is it's going to be where the Beach Blanket Beach Club used to be or whatever it was it called there. Be, yeah. A Latin restaurant? A Latin restaurant. And finally, this was the one that kind of surprised me. Chase Bank is going to open up its own little area at downtown Disney where they will allow you to apply for and give you an instant credit card so you can use it at downtown Disney. Oh, oh Lord. So for your places. stroller rental. <laughs> I understand that Disney, Chase Bank is the one that has Disney Visa, and they are going to allow people to do instant credit applications. Just and, what you need. Right. Yeah. So you'll Wow, be, downtown Disney's getting better and better, huh? Yeah. <laughs> And you get a free crappy shirt, too. <laughs> We've taken out all of the entertainment value. Now you can get your underwear and your credit card. And a mortgage on a stroller. There you go. So those are the new... Um, and eat Latin food. And Latin food. I I don't have a name for the Latin restaurant. And uh, someone told me that it would, could be at where the beach club thing, whatever that was called. I can't remember the name of it. All the ones along the water... Are being turned into restaurants. The Rock and Roll Beach Club, right? That's, right. that's what it is. is. Julie gets ding ding. Jeez. Um, God, she's here. And you just said all of those buildings along the water. I don't know if the Adventurers Club is going to be turned into anything other than the Adventurers Club again. <laughs> please don't write to me. I don't think that'll take that away. Cool. Some nice new rumors. Thank you very much, Kevin. You're welcome. Johnny. You took all of my rapid fires, so I would like a moment of silence. All right, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a few rapid fires. Uh, number one, October uh, park hours are out, and we'll have a link to that. And the second one is uh, Swan and Dolphin has opened up the uh, booking window for January and February of '09, and there's some good discounts. Uh, this is the time to book your discounts. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Swan is from... Uh, there's some in February from the 6th all the way to the 28th, and that's during school breaks and stuff. So take take a look at those. January 6th to the 28th? February, February 26th. Oh, oh. I'm sorry if I said January. February 6th to the 28th? Yeah. Wow, that is over uh, President's Week. And then right after the first of the year, uh, January 5th through the 17th, and then the 21st through the 28th of January. So there's some good discounts. When they start filling up on their, some of their convention business, those things start going away going very away, rapidly. Yeah. So be warned now. Get it while you can. Jump in and, and do that. We'll have a link to that. 
That's it. I'm done. Great. Thank you very much, Mr. Varley. Mrs. Martin. Talk about um, grad night at Walt Disney World and Universal's Grad Bash 08. Universals will take place April 25th and 26th from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. There'll be dance parties and live DJs, uh, break dancers, and karaoke. They have two pre-parties, one at City Walk, which is already sold out, so two bad kids, and then one at Universal, which will be Mardi Gras themed. They both start at 5 p.m. Your two bands are gonna, or performers are Rihanna and Hello Goodbye. More info, universalorlando.com forward slash grad bash. We'll have a link in the show notes. And then Walt Disney World's grad night will be April 18th, 19th, 25th, and 26th. So again, some competition this year to see who's more popular. Mm. Uh, it'll be at Magic Kingdom from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. There's a blast-off party from 8 to 10. It's an additional fee, and it's on a first-come, first-served basis, but you will receive a meal voucher. And then you'll have unlimited access to the Magic Kingdom attractions, and a chance to see either Neo, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Shaskob, never heard of them, and The Last Good Night. You'll also get uh, free play arcade games and Class of 2008 fireworks. That's who's performing at the Magic Kingdom? And Universal has Rihanna? She's going to say. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I think Rihanna's going to be a little more popular I than all those other people. I think she might be, yeah. I might go see her. Red jumpsuit apparatus is pretty Oh, popular. by the way, you do have to be a high school student. Yeah. <laughs> I might not. That could get creepy. Well, I, was, I, I, I might. I was just, I wasn't really going to do that. Yeah. Kevin will have his book bag and his pigtails. Yeah. <laughs> and my oops, I did it again. Be sure that you do check out uh, the websites because there are specific dress codes, no backpacks are allowed, and things like that. Oh, there you go, Kevin. Uh, Sorry. Cool. Well, thank you very much. And it goes till 4 a.m. Can you imagine being up till 4 a.m.? <laughs> oh, I'm up to 4 a.m. almost every night. I just yeah, wouldn't be in a theme park. Is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thank you, everybody. That'll do it for Rapid Fire this week. We are going to move on to our first segment this week. Bob Varley has his review of Disney's Pop Century. He stayed there a few weeks ago. What would you think of it, Bob? I, I really I enjoy this hotel uh, basically, you know, overall, there's some things I had issues with. Uh, but overall, I like the hotel. I like the theming of the hotel. It's, it's, you know, it makes you feel like you're you're going back in time. You know, just by driving up the driveway, you have the signs on the side of the road that says color TV, air-conditioned rooms. Horse and buggy. Heated pools. Uh, and then the last sign that I usually say whenever I go on a trip anyway is are we there yet? You know, and it, it just brings back memories of when we used to travel around the country uh, with my parents and so... The Jodes. So, the Jodes. The Jodes. Grapes of Wrath. Oh, sorry. sorry I'm not that well read. I don't know what that means. John Steinbeck. Uh, so it's kind of like going back in a way back machine it is the best you can uh, say about it. We got... We got there about one fifteen uh, to check in in the afternoon. In, in the afternoon, and we pretty much walked up to the counter, and uh, they started checking us in. And you know, we threw them a few curves. Uh, the room we had was on the fourth floor, and we told them that. I needed something to be on the first floor if possible. Because there are no elevators in this hotel. Well, no, there are. There's elevators, but it's just f- with me walking around the the resort and you know having the boot and that whatever we can make it easier f- for me was what we were trying to do. So, uh, 
it took him a few minutes to get that taken care of, and we found that uh, we ended up doing a preferred room, uh, which was an extra $12 plus tax uh, to get us in a building that was right next to the uh, the lobby area. So uh, that was pretty good. You know, they gave us a phone number to check in, and uh, I kind of went over to the food court, had something to eat over there, and... It took, uh, let's see, we finished about one thirty, and I started calling about 2, at 2 o'clock to see if the room was ready. So I calling at one thirty-five. Yeah, but it wasn't ready at one thirty-five. I actually, I did call then, but uh, at 2 o'clock, I waited till 2, and then 2.15 uh, is when they said the room was ready. So It's not too bad. No, not too bad. So I went and got the car and drove it around into the parking lot for the building I was in and uh, walked down the aisle with my, some of my stuff and walked to the room. And uh, that was one of the glitches I had. The room person was still in the room cleaning it. The housekeeping. Yeah. So it, she still had a vacuum and stuff, so it took a few minutes. So I, I ended up just standing Standing around waiting for her to do that, and uh, but that was basically nothing the, quite as fun as watching housekeeping. Yeah. So uh, that was when I asked them if they had the the little soaps, the H two O soap that Kevin wanted. I like the hand lotion. Yeah, well, they don't do that at at Pop Century. Those uh, just the basic H two O products they have there. Just to uh, clarify for everyone, the. Uh, the H2O products they have in the uh, the values and the moderates are the uh, just the basic you know shampoo conditioner combination H2O products in the uh, deluxe resorts it's the uh, H2O aquatics. aquatics and then the Grand Floridian and Disney Cruise Line have the H2O spa which is the top of the line stuff so yeah. just to explain to everyone what that distinction means so uh, one thing I. I I meant to mention is the uh, cost of the room was th- we ended up getting a rate of 119 for the room, but then we upgraded to the preferred view room, which was another 12. So the room cost for this trip was 131. That was a preferred view. It, yeah, you were looking at a well, bunch of you were looking at the woods. They call them preferred locations. Locations. Oh, oh, preferred locations. Because if you're closer to the main pool or gotcha. the, or the food court, it's a preferred location. Yeah, another twelve dollars a night to not have to walk six miles to well, get, uh, get yeah. breakfast. It, to come down off the fourth floor, I was in that same building. To come down off the fourth floor to be on the first floor, which is right up near the that uh, main building. It cost us the extra $12. The other weird thing is there were elevators in that building. However, the elevators were on the far side. So, okay, I'm someone who needs assistance getting to my room. Well, you can take an elevator up. You don't have to take the stairs. But you have to go all the way around the building to the far side. And then he would have to take the elevator up and then walk all the way around to this side. It was just it's Yeah, sad. the elevator's in the core, and then you have the three sides of the building split off. So everybody has to go all the way into the middle and then come back out to your room. So mm-hmm. uh, I was like less than four minutes on a walk for me to the bus stop, which is was That's not bad at all, no. yeah. So, and this hotel is laid out, I think, nicer, nicer than the All-Stars. 
and you have probably like a eight minute walk from any building on at Pop Century. So it's a little more centrally located to to the area and the mm-hmm. way they designed it. Uh, so I, I just I mentioned the price and we did the upgrade. So and that was uh, during it's still a hundred and. $130 a night at the Pop Century. That's just... You have to remember, this is peak season. No, right. I yeah, mean, you were there for peak, I, yeah. Uh, for a weekday in a value season, it it's $82 on generally for a weekday and 99 for uh, a weekend. So, you know, that's there's some way to make some savings there by, you know, going off peak. Mm-hmm. So, you know... The price one nineteen plus the so one thirty one wasn't too bad, uh, and so when I got into the room, uh, it seemed like a lot of my glitches happened at the beginning. So I had uh, housekeeping there. I had to wait. That's no big deal. But when I went into the room, a couple of things hit me right away. The first thing is there there was a smell. I couldn't put a. a my finger on it, but it just there was some kind of smell. Was that because you room. couldn't reach it? I, I don't know what it was, but uh, it it was like a, a musty odor, musty odor, or something. Or they sprayed something in the room to hide something, or, or you know, smell or whatever. So, and one of the things I I made sure a point of is I didn't mention that to anybody that was coming over to visit. My uh, wife Diana or my son Brian, even when you came over, I didn't. I made a point not to mention anything until you actually walked in the room. And each person that walked in gave me the same reaction. What's that smell? Well, what it is, what, what, what I've noticed. I'm sure it happens to hotels all over the place, but I've specifically noticed noticed it here in Orlando over the years that uh, because of the amount of humidity we have, a lot of these hotels do from time to time have issues with mildew. And what a lot of them do is they cover it up by the type of cleaning products they use. They have a certain fragrance in the cleaning products that just kind of adds this heavily fragranced, yeah, it, artificially fragranced air to the room. And it's not unusual for people who have uh, real sensitivities to strong fragrances to be very uncomfortable or to have an allergic reaction to those smells. So yeah. Walt is one of those people. He can't be in a room like that. So, I, mean, I mean, once I was in the room for a little bit, I, I really didn't notice it as much. But, you know, one of the days I, I was walking out to the car and they were uh, doing a complete rug shampoo on one of the rooms just down the street from me. So I, they seemed to be working on it. And uh, so those were those were the things that I found, you know, to be kind of a little annoying. The other thing as far as the room is concerned, I love the way it's set up outside, you know, and how it's themed and everything and all the colors and, and you know, the way it is there. I just felt that when you get into the room, it's lacking. Oh, major league. It's lacking a theme, really, and you know, they're relying on the bedspread to be the, part of the theme, and they're relying on a picture on the wall, like a poster picture on the wall, and then they do that six-inch border up on top, and basically that's it. And the room reminded me of the Holiday Inn Express room I had at noon in Georgia over the holidays. We went up to visit Walter's family. 
it was this basic holiday in room. Yeah, it's it's not anything to write home to mom about. Yeah, I mean they really had all it. this great theming on the outside, all these great colors and icons and everything. Then you get into the room, and it was really very very bland. And I asked again, I asked everybody that came what they thought, and it's it's just the colors are kind of boring, and it's you know just basic colors. So I felt you know that was I didn't have a warm fuzzy about it. So, uh, you know, basically you have two double-sized beds in the room, and you have your TV, you have your uh, place to, to put your clothes, a couple of drawers, and then an area where you can hang your clothes in the kitchen, uh, the safe and uh, sink area, and then you have your bathroom area. So it's it's a very basic room, and... For a family of four, if you had, I think, two teenagers, you know, it, it may be cramped. I mean, oh yeah, no question. I mean, you can't even put a sleeping bag down between the two beds. Uh, it's it's that cramped, and there's not any room on on the left or right sides of the other beds. It's not very. Uh, it's not very spacious. Spacious. I'm sorry. So, uh, you know, I, I put my suitcases in, and then I had cot cam in there, and it was it was tough. Yeah, well, when you, you, you load it up with that, it makes yeah. makes it a little tighter. So I looked at uh, I checked the uh, square footage for for this hotel, and you're you're dealing with a 260 square foot room. Yeah, they're small, and that's compared to a 314 square foot room in a moderate, basically, and. Your deluxes are running about 380 square feet. So, Except for the uh, contemporary and the Polynesian, they tend to be larger. Yeah. Those two. So just to give you a comparison, you know, to how much room you actually do have, you know, and they the rooms have the small uh, table with the two chairs, the armoire, the TV, the vanity, uh, one sink, safe, and hangar area. So I want to make a note that there's no coffee maker available for these rooms. So if people are thinking that they, they they can get one or have one, it's not available at the hotel. Uh, my room was close to Classic Hall, and uh, the room we had the availability of high-speed Internet. Now, high-speed Internet is available in all the rooms, and it's a nine ninety five a day charge for a 24-hour period. Uh, so if, if you... Get into your room, and you might want to think uh, what time you're going to actually go on and check emails and kind of make one day overlap into another day. And, you know, you might be able to save yourself a little money by not having a continuous thing. Now, the connector you use for uh, the high-speed Internet is a DCL connector. And the neat thing is they actually have one of the cables hanging over at the uh, – uh, yeah, all the rooms have the cable inside them, yeah. So that was, that usually was pretty a, cool. It's usually in a little bag it's in the closet. a little bag hanging on the uh, coat hanger. So that was pretty good. And I, I set up shop right there and uh, didn't have any problems at all. It was fairly good speed, and I was able to get things done. Uh, there's also an iron and an iron board, an ironing board. So if you need to fix clothes and stuff, that's pretty good. How were the beds? How comfortable were the beds? Honestly, I didn't. 
I had a really good night's sleep on the bed. I had no problems with the the, the how the comfort on the bed was at See all. That, well, the comforters I thought were really uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I threw I those like the off. I threw those off, and, and the the other thing is the blankets are kind of cheesy yeah. thin, so that was kind of like an issue. But honest to God, I I didn't hear any people walking by my room, and I'm one of the. I was right on the pathway. Yeah, but you also, you know, you know, you sleep like the dead. <laughs> no, I. And I there isn't much noise. And there isn't much noise that is going to overtake your snoring. Well, I, if. <laughs> I've in past times at different hotels. If you hear a person walking down a hallway, I've woken up. So well, usually they're walking down the hallway to knock on your door and tell you to stop snoring. Well, that's true too. But that was something that I I made a note of that I really didn't hear much traffic during the night. There was one night, uh, one morning around nine o'clock, I heard the uh, wagon that they have all the linens and things up on the second floor. And I heard that about 9 o'clock in the morning. But other than that, it, it wasn't much. So um, as far as housekeeping, I, it went smoothly. And for the day that I had them do it, that, that Thursday, I went on Wednesday, the Thursday morning. I went out in the morning and came back around 12, and my room was all taken care of. I had tested them to make sure that they were Kind of vacuum and stuff, and they hit all the spots that you know you sprinkle the crumbs around and stuff. But they hit all that, and you know they did a good job, and cleaned up everything. So I had no problem. The only thing I want to comment on is that some of the housekeepers do these the little animals and things in the windows, and I didn't get any of that. Yeah, I never get that. I, I never get well, that. I didn't get it either. So uh, maybe they just she knew it was only me. I don't know what the story was. She didn't I, have enough time to. Backing up them crumbs you left all over the place. Well, that's really well, it's like Hansel and Gretel. That's, that's <laughs> possible, so I could find my way back to the room. Uh, but I did see other rooms that had these in the window, and they usually they were doing like a face cloth. So uh, as far moving on, uh, we did the food court. I tried breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I like the food court there. You, you know, they they have a decent meal. And most of it's priced under nine dollars. You know, between six and nine dollars. The way the food court is, it uh, it opens up at six a.m. for breakfast, and breakfast is from six to eleven. Uh, lunch and dinner is from eleven a.m. to ten p.m. And then uh, the food court's open till midnight. I have to warn you that if you're coming back from the park after ten o'clock. Your food choices are going to drop dramatically. They don't uh, refresh like the pastries and stuff. They kind of let that area run down is what I found. So be cautious of that and don't plan on, you know, having everything opened up for you later in the evening is what I found. Uh, they they had uh, – we got – some nights they have this uh, fried chicken. They have like a TV dinner. And it's it's like your old basic TV dinner you used to get. Mm-hmm. And one night they'd have uh, chicken, fried chicken and uh, potatoes and uh, a vegetable. Another night we had turkey, green beans, and mashed potato and gravy. Mm-hmm. And then they did this pork 
something another night. Which so there's always something different. Something different every couple of days. They change the mom's dish, which uh, off the top of my head, I think it was seven ninety nine, which isn't bad. No, and there was quite a bit to 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 get through. So, uh, and then they have a, a pizza delivery that goes from four p.m. to midnight. I did that one night, and it took me about uh, twenty eight. 28 minutes to get the pizza. Ordered. How was how good was it? I'm not a thick crust pizza person. Yeah. Uh, but it it was it was an okay pizza, 16 inch pizza. It ended up when you get it delivered, it's uh, somewhere around nineteen dollars. You you're kidding me? No. To to save money, I mean, for a pizza. the 16 inch cheese pizza. Walk over to the food court. And you can pay fourteen ninety nine. So just carry it back to your room. Yeah, really. Carry it back to your room. That's where you can save some money uh, if you want it. But we were testing room service, and right. so, so that's what I wanted to do. Uh, it's it gets very busy at breakfast time, from say eight a.m. to ten a.m. It's just crazy, crazy busy there. And then at uh, dinner time, it's kind of crazy from six p.m. To like nine p.m., so you you might want to think about it. One of the issues I had in the food court is uh, Diana and Brian were getting meals, and we all had to go to different areas to get a to get a meal. And Brian got his, and Diana got hers, and and then I was waiting in a longer line. So it's kind of tough to coordinate everybody eating together. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, be aware of that when you're when you're ordering. That you know you may want to break it up between the two. That was an issue I found because I ended up waiting for breakfast. Uh, it's about a fifteen minute wait. Right. So. Well, what did, tell me what you thought of uh, bus service. Bus service uh, is crazy in the morning. Uh, well, this is a big complaint about Pop Century. Is the boat? Yeah. How did you? What did you find? I. Well, I had an issue myself because of my cot. Uh, not all the buses take my cot. It's, it comes up about an inch too long on the older version of the bus. So I ended up having to wait three buses. So they were coming uh, on that day. They came like 15 minutes apart or so. Which, Fifteen? Fifteen. So What's about they, average? Yeah. And, you know, they were moving along, but there's a lot of people. And... You know, if you get a bunch of wheelchairs or or the carts, uh, again, with the carriages. Strollers, yeah. Strollers and things. It, it takes a while to load the people up. It was okay. There was a, a monitor there. If they need another bus, they can redirect buses there. But uh, it's like going back from the, the hotel. Uh, I went over to Animal Kingdom at night, and I found issues. And... I'm going to blog on some of this stuff because of the transportation issues that I, I did run into. And yeah, I we're going to have more details in your write-up. Uh, they have three pools. They're heated, and they have the hippy-dippy pool, the computer pool, and the bowling bowling uh, pool. So, And each pool, it, they're really nice. There's an area uh, out back where you can do some walking, and they have this uh, theming that... They have little signs of what happened, like, in 1950. And all along the walkway, 
you have those signs, and I got I have pictures of all those. I'm going to make a photo gallery of all the all the signs, and it's really cool. You know, this year I think Apple Computer started, or they have the year for that, and so you should check it out and you know take a walk down. I think it's Memory Lane or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found the staff was, eh, some of them housekeeping especially weren't really as friendly as you know. I thought they should be, but you know, at the desk they were friendly, and they give you the. I felt they covered most of the information by giving you that folder when you yeah. first get there, and it's like it's all um, Disney Vacation Club advertising and uh, all that stuff. But they include the park maps and a property map and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, but you know, I asked a couple of times for directions and stuff, so that's pretty good. Their gift shops, nice. And I like the memory wall across from the check-in area and just walking down. So that's it, uh, pretty much. I, I enjoyed it. I give it a seven and a half. Seven and a half? Yeah. Out of Only 10? because of the uh, I, the feeling I got in the room was not, and that smell. I take a, And at a that price points. point. Yeah, and that price point. But, you know, I may go up to an eight and a half if it was, you know, uh, Value season. Yeah, fifty dollars less a night. Yeah. Plus, you have to remember you you also get Magical Express. So you know, for a family trying to save some money, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, it's a good economic option. So I find it it was pretty good value. So it's three hotels we've uh, we've reviewed and three hotels that have gotten pretty decent marks. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Varley. We're going to uh, move on. Corey and Julie, well, actually, a few of us got a chance to go spend some time over at Aquatica, but Corey and Julie actually went on things. <laughs> I will not go on those things. I spent some time over there, too. I didn't go on any of them. Yeah, we spent uh, we spent the entire day Friday. There was a media event. It was the official grand opening of Aquatica, um, and we just stayed in the park afterwards and, and played in the park. i, I got to say that I think Aquatica is a great addition to iDrive. I think it's a... Nice addition to SeaWorld and the Discovery Cove parks, but it's not Disney. It's inevitable to go into these parks and compare it to Disney. It's how oh, my, you have to. It's how my brain works, and it's, it's, it's how, how everyone – yeah, everyone's yeah. going to do it. So. Yeah. The, one of the main things I noticed that Aquatica is lacking is the, the theming. Uh, you go into Blizzard, and there's this, there's this theme from the second you walk in all the way to, to the time you walk out. Same thing with Typhoon Lagoon. They all have focal points. You go into Blizzard, and you see Tilly at the top of the mountain. Yeah. No, you, that's Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah, Typhoon Lagoon. <laughs> and then you, at Blizzard, you see Summit Plummet. They all have these focal points, these elevated focal points. Aquatica doesn't have that. What you see a lot at Aquatica, you see the scaffolding that's holding up the rides, the slides. And, you know, you see people standing in the staircases. That's one of the main things you see there. I mean, the slides. You can see behind the scenes when you're up towards the top of your ride, you know, backstage. They're not really telling a story. Some of those details that Disney is very good at getting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Disney likes to hide their uh, their slides and their tubes. They build them into the mountain or they build a mountain around them. Well, they have the ski the ski slope thing that goes up to the top too yeah, the, the chairlift chairlift the um so it's it was it was i was comparing things from start to finish there are some great things about aquatica that disney doesn't have and i'm gonna say that i think it's more family friendly the reason i say this is because the kids area is better than typhoon and blizzard 
there's a, an area called Walkabout Waters, and it's a it's a huge, it's massive, huge interactive water playground. It's one it's one of the largest in the world, and this is amazing. It, it, Disney can't compete with this. It, it's just unreal. We actually spoke to a father when we were waiting in line for um, the Tomato Racer, which is like an eight lane uh, mat racer that you go on. And his daughter could go on every ride but one. And she was relatively small. I would say like six years old maybe. Um, Which to me is good because a lot of times you go to Blizzard Beach and most of those rides your children can't participate in. Some of the big ones. Yeah, there are no speed slides at um, what I consider speed slides at Aquatica. They don't have the the straight down body slides like Summit Plummet and Humonga Kawabunga. The biggest scream I heard was over on Huru Run. Where it's that what? Who yeah, so, some of these names of these uh, some of these names were made for me to say on the air, but um, Who Run is a family raft that uh, four people can go down the the raft, and it, that's the quickest drop. There's three like drops there. And oh, yeah, it's like a it's, it's like, like downhill dip, double dipper. To but me. it's the the only place I heard people screaming. They have two family raft rides. They're side by side. One. Um, they, they both hold a maximum of four people. The uh, one of them is partially enclosed, so you're you're completely in the dark while you're going through this thing. And the one right next to it is Huru Run. Um, it's just a straight one with like two two dips, and you can catch air on that <laughs> if yeah. you have a, a full raft. I mean, they they were coming off, and they were they were saying, "Oh yeah, the rats." They were having a fun time. And see, I didn't like that one as much. I liked the enclosed one better. Yeah. The enclosed one is actually one of their longest uh, slides they have. The, the entire experience is 40 seconds long. The only ride that we were really disappointed in was the dolphin plunge, the one where you're supposed to be able to see the dolphins as you go through the, like, 30 feet of clear tubing. <laughs> yeah, this thing is overrated. The entire the entire slide uh, takes about se- 17 seconds from start to finish, and only two of those seconds you're actually going through this clear tubing, I didn't see a thing. I didn't see a dolphin. You were going so fast. Yeah. And, and the way they, they market it and advertise it is that you're going through and, like, these these commerce and dolphins are, like, you know, licking the tube or something. They're so close <laughs> to it. they got their elbows sitting there waving at you. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not the case. It's not the case Is that the dolphin equivalent of licking the window? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there, um, there is, like, a dolphin overlook area. Um, you don't have to go on the slide to see these. You can um, you can stand on the bridge and you can watch the dolphins. They'll come out and they'll feed the dolphins and play with them. Yeah, they had somebody in the water, like yeah. one of their trainers in the water, constantly like putting food out for the dolphins to bring them closer to the tubes. Yeah, because they go and ha- hide out in this corner, and, mm-hmm. and they say, "Hey, look at that! All those people are going in. They're looking for me." There's also an area where you can um, where you can just kind of look inside the tank, and you can. Check out the dolphins that way. And there's another way you can check them out is through their lazy river. One of them is Roa's Rapids. Yeah, Roa's Rapids is, um, is your, it's your fast river. The rapid is pretty quick, and it pushes you through very fast. And then there's um, Loggerhead Lane, which is their lazy river, and this kind of passes underneath the, uh, the dolphin aquarium, and there's also a spot where you can see fish and stuff. Yeah. And it, they're all wheelchair accessible, too, is what I liked about all the, those uh, 
entrance things. But see, I was kind of disappointed because the only things that someone who would be in a wheelchair could do would be like either, either one of the rivers or um, the, wave pools. the wave pools. And they could go maybe around the little kitty areas and things like that because you are allowed if you're an adult to play in these areas. But you have to climb stairs to get up yeah. on most of these slides yeah. and things. Yeah. There's no elevator. There's no ski lift like at Blizzard Beach to help those people be able to enjoy every ride that's there. So I, was, I wasn't very happy about that. Yeah. One of the things I was looking at was, like in the wave pool area, they have the beach where all the sand they advertise, the 800,000 square feet of sand, I think it is. And they have the, the place where they sit. And then there's a cement walkway that separates the sand area and lets you get to the pool area. So if, if you are in a wheelchair, you don't have to be pushing the person through the sand to get to the to the water, and that makes a big difference for if you're in a wheelchair. They also have the water-friendly wheelchairs with the big wheels on the side of it yeah. that you can actually go into the water. Um, while we're at the wave pools, they have two wave pools. They're, they're side-by-side. One has a more intense wave pattern, and the other one is, is a more calm wave pattern. These pools were packed. I mean, they were also were, kind of small. Yeah. yeah, I felt that way, too. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they were small. It's like it, it's one big wave pool that they put a little island in the middle and it, it's actually one wave pool, really. One of the, um, I think one of the, the best attractions they had was the, the Wanu Way. This is similar to uh, Blizzard Beach's Runoff Rapids and Typhoon Lagoons, um, Keelhaul Falls and Mayday Falls. It's a tube ride. Um, there were four of them. Two of them are identical. They kind of mirror each other. And they, it's a double tube. And a lot of these rides you can actually go on with someone else. A lot of these uh, rides are double tube rides, which is which is another reason why I think this is more family friendly. Um, that that was a fun fun one. One of them's enclosed, and one of them's kind of open and enclosed. That's one thing I noticed with a lot of their slides is that a lot of these were in the dark. A lot of these were fully enclosed, mm-hmm. like the dolphin plunge. I mean, 15 seconds of your 17 second slide experience, you're in the dark. Hmm. And a lot of the other rides had, you know, they were close yeah. to. Which is, I mean, it's very popular at Blizzard, Runoff Rapids. There's one tube ride that's uh, that's fully enclosed, and that's like the space mountain of slides. And, and I prefer the open one on Runoff Rapids. Yeah. I don't like being enclosed. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't list the time for any of these. Uh, right, there were no wait times which listed. Which was kind of disappointing because uh, the Dolphin Plunge, I mean, that had to have been... Well, we waited, At least a half an hour. We waited to, 30 minutes for that one. And the line was not as long as when we saw it earlier in the day. I mean, it was out way past the attraction where people were probably waiting an hour. But for the most part, that was the longest ride um, that we waited for. A lot of the other ones, you know, it it was pretty um, deceiving. You would see the entire staircase full of people and you're like, well, we're going to be waiting here all yeah. day. We we moved really fast on the family ride. We moved fast on the, the Wanu Way. That was the tube ride. Um, and all the other ones we pretty much moved fast on. We got escorted on one of them, so I can't tell you the, uh, the wait time. Yeah, one away was definitely my favorite ride. Well, that dolphin plunge, there's only two tubes, and it's hard to move a lot of people through that two-tube thing. So I, I'd personally skip the dolphin plunge and go look at them through the window. So dolphin plunge, that you're going to wait a long time on that one. And then Tazzy Twister, that's kind of like your... You're like toilet bowl type ride, you know. You you sit in a double tube or a single tube, and it kind of it's kind of like that ride that Wet and Wild has. Flusher gusher, flusher yeah. gusher. So yeah, it's like that. being plushed on a toilet bowl. Yeah, but it's I, don't, I didn't think it was that exciting. I love the commercial for that ride. That girl goes down head first into that hole. 
cracks me up every time. One of the things I noticed from seeing the, the press coverage on TV is this park looks like there's not one tree. No, there's there not. There is anywhere in this park. I mean, if you need shade, you better get there early and scope out one of the really giant umbrellas that they have. Yeah, those, um, those, those giant umbrellas, though, they cover, I, I counted, they, they adequately cover about three dozen lounge chairs yeah, for every one of these large umbrellas. Um, but so, still, I mean, even if you're just walking around, it looked right. like everything was very, very white exposed. It is. It's yeah. beautifully landscaped, but there are no, like, big trees. No, there's no hi- shade hi- uh, hiding from, from the sun at all. And uh, one of the issues, we were walking around, and this uh, person from the U.K. came up to our guide and started complaining. They had got there at 10, a- 10 a.m., and it was 11.30, and he still hadn't done anything. And he was he was upset. Um, remember, they had made a statement that they were going to have enough chairs for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, it comes to find out that they've had to go and reorder chairs. They five hundred because they don't have enough. They have they didn't take into effect that people just throw a towel on them and people, people think they yeah. don't use them. They don't use them, and then it's like gluttons. You should be more considerate and rent a locker. Yeah. yeah. At a water park, you need a home base for the day. That's why you, these chairs are prime real estate. Yeah. You need somewhere to set your towel down and, and set your stuff down. If we just we just got a locker, we didn't have like a home base. Our locker was it. Mm-hmm. We well, that, that was part of his else. problem. He he waited in a line for a locker, and I I don't think they have enough lockers for for the capacity of the, what they need for the park. That's one of my gripes that I had. I don't know. Did you guys try the food? Yes. We did. That's another thing that I think they, they beat Disney on. Always. Especially at the, the Banana Beach Cookout, which we, uh, since we were media that day, we got to eat for free, which was really nice. But um, you can buy an all-day pass. An adult is nineteen ninety five. You can go back as many times as you want to eat. Um, your child, three to nine, is nine ninety five. You really can't beat that deal. Now, are you just, this is brilliant. Are you just limited to one place that you can go back to? Yes, yes the Banana location. Beach Cookout. Okay. They have cheeseburgers, veggie burgers, hot dogs, barbecue chicken drumsticks, corn on the cob, potato salad, coleslaw, fruit salad, oh, watermelon, so all, and right other now. kinds of fruit, soft drinks, water, um, and beers. Available. A lot of the stuff they had was very refreshing, uh, being in the sun, like the coleslaw and watermelon and the fruit salad. They had a really good carrot salad. I mean, everything that I tried was was awesome. Yeah, the food yeah. the night of the press event was really nice. I just you, hope they can maintain that quality. Yeah, for the VIP food. event. Oh, you had the che- uh, carrot cake that. Oh, the carrot cake was out was, of this world. Sea World's Sea World's counter service food has always been superior. Yeah, I think they they have the best counter service food of any of the theme parks in Orlando. They beat Disney. They beat Universal. I don't know why. It's just always been it's always been a step above. I've always noticed that. I wanted to say that one visit to the Banana Beach Cookout is twelve ninety five for adults and seven ninety five for the child. So pay the extra for the all day. They give you a bracelet. You don't have to go back through the main line. There's a separate entrance, you know, for re entry. You just show your bracelet and you go back in to eat some more. And there are some other places to eat. There's um there's a little marketplace where you can get uh uh, pizza, chicken tenders, and some healthier options uh, like cold sandwiches and fruit cups and it's salads. Called Mango Market. Yeah, and grab then, and go. And then there's the uh, the Waterstone Grill. This is like a replica of what they have at Discovery Cove. That dining area they have the the grills in the center, and it kind of splits off the two sides. Um, that's right as you walk in, and they they have a few options there too. You know, fish sandwiches, Cuban pork that, sandwiches. I had the fish sandwich. It was excellent. The yeah. uh, chicken tender platter. Yeah. 
they did a Cobb salad and a couple mm-hmm. of other Caesar salad type options too. And they, everything's priced really like seven or eight bucks. Between I think. seven and eight dollars, yeah. yeah. So it was good. Life jackets are free. They have life sta- life jacket stands all throughout the park. I was like, wow, this is great. Then, like, throughout the day, you start seeing these life jackets littered throughout the entire park. Oh, really? All these stands are empty, but you see life jackets just thrown around like they're trash. Floating in the wave pool. They're floating in the wave pool. They're, they're like, thrown all over the beach. They're on the walkways. They need to do a deposit. They should be free, but you should have to place a five dollar deposit for. And one. I think the reason they well, don't um, they don't require a deposit is because a lot of these rides, depending on your height, they require you wearing a life mm-hmm. jacket. So, you know, little yeah. kids can go on some of these rides, but you need to wear a life jacket. I think so, they need return bins or return stations mm-hmm. located throughout the park. Yeah. So once you get your jacket, and maybe you don't need it anymore, you're going to do a ride where it's not required, or you just don't idea. want it anymore. Have a place where people can put them. So that then the employees can know that these are to be put back into circulation. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good that, idea. That's one example of bad show that I saw, you know, yeah. Disney, good show, bad show. And another one is on some of these staircases leading up to the slides, they, they're they um, banisters. I don't know what Some sort I don't of know weird plastic is. fake wood. It's like a plastic fake wood, but it's really easy to carve stuff in there, even with your fingernail. Hmm. So as you're walking up, you're seeing people, like, write stuff. Jamie loves and, Johnny. And <laughs> and, th- and this is the first first month this park is really know, open. I didn't yeah. notice that. Well, well you, you didn't go on any rides. Well, I went up to one of the towers, and I almost killed myself climbing the stairs, but... Uh, it was everywhere. Yeah. So that's yeah. something that they're going to have to to watch out for. I wouldn't really leave Disney property to come here, but if you're on the iDrive area, it's not a bad option. The um, They do beat Disney on their kids' area and their kids' attractions. Yep. They do beat Disney on their dining, and it is more family-friendly because a lot of these slides you can go on with your um, with your child. Now, how did you feel it absorbed the crowds? It was a very crowded day when you were there. You know, I didn't really notice the crowd until we got to that beach area and i saw mm-hmm. that that wave pool i'm yeah. like there is no way i can go in that wave pool without bumping into somebody yeah. and it was it was terrible that and the dolphin that plunge. between and that they stick the dolphin plunge right up by the, the front gate so your first impression is oh my god the lines are going to be busy and one other thing i want to mention is the parking and uh this park they charge ten dollars to park the car where Blizzard Beach and uh, Typhoon Lagoon charge don't that they don't charge anything. No, it's free. Yeah. And preferred parking's fifteen dollars. But if you're going down I Drive, you're going to see signs that they've got all over the place between SeaWorld and and all up and down I Drive for the parking lot was closed. Yeah. Well, what happened was they're making go- people go and park over at SeaWorld and then busing them over. They are busing them and over. And we talked to someone who said it took them almost an hour. Oh, that's crazy. Because yeah. of the number of people who are having to park over at SeaWorld and they're all waiting in line for buses. It's kind of frustrating. Well, that's part of the uh, you know the opening logistics that right. they're going to have to work on. But yeah. another thing, the dad we talked to with his little girl said that he was charged for parking uh, when he first got there at like whatever time, a 9 o'clock in the morning. And later on, he found out they stopped charging for parking. So he went to the guest services, and he's like, I was charged for parking, and now you're not charging. He's like, I don't understand why this is going on. He's like, I would like to get my $11 back or whatever it costs. And they wouldn't give it back to him. They were like, "Just you're just too bad that you missed the window. Yeah. There's, wow. There, there's a phone number to call to see if the parking lot is closed or what the situation is for the park. It's 866 787 4307. Just for you may want to 
call it before you go. And I, I advise getting there at yeah. Yes, the, if you want early. to park right there in their parking lot, get there early. Get there early or to get a chair and a locker. A locker seemed to be a big issue. There we was didn't a have a problem line. getting a locker, and no. we didn't get ours until about 1230 or 1 o'clock. Yeah, I was looking around. They only had I'll, smalls available, though. Yeah, so that's about it for me. I've never been to Wet n' Wild. I, w- I would have loved to compare it to Wet n' Wild, but I've never been there. But I see it putting a big hurt on Wet So do you um, – do you do you rate it below both Blizzard and Typhoon? Yes. Yes. Based on mostly theming. Based mostly on theming and and bad show. Yes, for sure. You know, and also that dolphin plunge. You know, a lot of people think you're going to walk around this park, you're going to see animals mm-hmm. everywhere, you're going to walk along yeah. the path, and you're going to see turtles and birds. No, they have they have a person with uh with like birds or uh, that animal. Well, yeah, they have to train as, as, as you walk in. No, no, I'm not not saying that they're just going to let the animals run loose, but I thought they would have, like, trainers with animals throughout the park. It's, yeah, I thought it's they mainly, would, too. No, it's well, that's mainly what they talked at the about, entrance. Yeah. So as you walk in and you walk out, and there is an area where – I forgot what kind of bird There are macaws. There are macaws. They're, like, in that little tree right there. Well, they had an ant eater over there, too, and he weighs about 100 pounds, and he was taking the, the guide for a good walk for him. And then they also have cabanas, and I thought the cabanas were – Overpriced, one hundred and fifty, one hundred and seventy-five. No, that's what they go for anywhere, though. Yeah, but it has its pros and cons for sure. So you just need to to weigh them and decide if you want to go or not. And we'll have photos and a write-up on the uh, on the site. Thank you very much, Corey and Julie, and thank you, Bob, and thank you guys for listening. This is going to do it for uh, for me this week. I will be back with you again in two <laughs> weeks. The rest of them will be here next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening.